May is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month. It's important to raise awareness about this chronic and often debilitating invisible illness known as fibromyalgia. This month-long campaign is an opportunity to educate people about the symptoms, causes, and treatments of fibromyalgia, as well as to show support for those living with these and other related invisible illnesses. Through increased awareness, we can work towards better understanding and management of fibromyalgia and ultimately improve the quality of life for those who are affected by it. And now on to this week's episode. Thank you for joining us on part three of of the Conquering Your Fibromyalgia podcast, looking at the role food has on fibromyalgia. Today we have a special guest, Joy Lenz, a registered dietitian to help us implement eating a healthy plant-based diet. And now time for the introduction. Welcome to the Conquering Your Fibromyalgia podcast, where my goal is to give real answers and real solutions to real pain, fatigue, and brain fog. Who am I and what authority do I have to give a podcast on fibromyalgia? Well, I've been a physician for over 25 years. I'm a pediatrician, an internist, which is a medical doctor for adults, as well as certified in lifestyle medicine and clinical lipidology. I hope to weave the best of medical management with the best of lifestyle and use an evidence-based approach to give information in a digestible delivery, both through the book, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, Real Answers and Real Solutions for Real Pain, as well as through this podcast. Remember that this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and should not replace an office visit with your physician or medical provider. I hope that this will be a supplement to your office visits as well as to what's covered in the book. This podcast is meant for you if you have fibromyalgia, if you have a loved one who has fibromyalgia, or if you are a physician or healthcare provider who wants to learn more about how to take excellent care of your patients with fibromyalgia. My hope is to help you as you go on the bold journey from not just surviving fibromyalgia, but reducing the suffering and even reversing fibromyalgia. You can show your support for the podcast by leaving a review and sharing with others and hitting the follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts. And now on to this week's episode. Welcome to the Conquering Your Fibromyalgia podcast. Today we're going to be finishing up the three-part talk on the role food has on our health, specifically on fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is a syndrome that has many different solutions to help and kind of looking at it as a toolbox. What are all the things we can use? There's medications, but Lifestyle has a strong role. We know that activity, stress management, social connections, meaning and purpose to life, restorative sleep are several examples that we'll get to in future podcasts, but 
we've been talking about the role of a healthy whole foods plant-based diet has on fibromyalgia. If you didn't listen to the first two episodes, we talked about three studies showing benefits of a whole food plant-based diet and reducing fibromyalgia symptoms and even reversing those into the normal range for some people. One of the questions that we have with fibromyalgia, can it be reversed? And as we talked about in the last study, there were several people who had their levels reversed into the normal range. And I'll be interviewing somebody for our next podcast who has gone from the extreme levels and now three and a half years later is in those of unaffected by fibromyalgia. So yes, it can be. Today we're going to be talking about implementing a whole foods plant-based diet, a question that many may be wondering and feeling a sense overwhelmed. Is it hard to eat a whole food plant-based diet? For many people, this is a foreign concept. They've never done this. This is all brand new and it seems impossible. We're looking at overcoming some obstacles to eating a healthy plant-based diet. And these obstacles include knowing what to eat and knowing how to make delicious, healthy, plant-based meals. And on top of that, there is fibrofog. For people who have fibromyalgia, it's not just the pain, it's not just the fatigue, but it's fibrofog. And that is many different symptoms of fibrofog. Those include short-term memory problems, confusion, forgetfulness, difficulty concentrating, difficulty with math and simple problems solving, hard multitasking, uh, decreased motivation that can lead to meal planning challenges and inefficient use of time. There also is the pleasure trap. The pleasure trap has to deal with how calorie-dense foods that are not nutritionally dense and not healthy for us give us immediate comfort. And when we eat often nutrient-dense but calorie-dilute foods, we don't get that instant pleasure. So we often get caught in that trap of eating foods that immediately help us feel better, but in the long term actually cause more harm and we avoid the healthy foods. That can be a talk for a whole other podcast. And also there's looking at other barriers like family, restaurants, your own cravings. So today I am so happy to have Joy Lenz, who's my wife, who does coaching and working with patients and clients to help them eat healthy and the important role of eating healthy whole food plant-based diet. So first I'd just like to welcome Joy and have her just say welcome. Hi, I'm happy to be here and uh, like you just said, I am a registered dietitian and I love to help people transition to a more plant-based lifestyle and I kind of start with them wherever they're at. So can you go over some strategies that people can try to implement, maybe three simple strategies that can help in that transition to a whole food plant-based diet? And for those who don't know, uh, Joy is a registered dietitian, and she loves working with clients in improving their health. So So, uh, I actually kind of more have about four strategies, not three. Um, But the first strategy I would say is... I help people and I would highly recommend people to start with one meal a day. So for example, start with breakfast and switch over your breakfasts to the plant-based versions. So things like oatmeal or whole grain muffins 
Uh, you can even do like roasted vegetables with a tofu scramble. Uh, smoothies are a great example as well. So switching over the breakfast, uh, I think one of the most popular breakfasts for plant-based eaters is oatmeal and then load it up with lots of different things. And, and then after you're comfortable with breakfast, then you add lunch and you switch your lunches over to plant-based versions and then finally you switch your dinners over to plant-based versions. So that would be my one strategy. Um, my second strategy would be, you know, find one or two websites with some recipes that you really enjoy or a cookbook or nowadays there's lots of magazines on the rack too that have different plant-based recipes. And then some people are really comfortable with Pinterest and find a lot of things that way. Um, but, you know, find one or two sources of recipes and then just kind of really focus on that. It can be really overwhelming, um, but just get one or two of those and start trying recipes. So this is definitely something that I work with and I help people uh, kind of find those recipes and cookbooks that are good for them when I can talk to them a little more and find out what their needs are. Uh, a third strategy would be to find a community or a buddy. So maybe in your own home you have somebody that will support you and really um, is, is, will cheer you on when you try new recipes. But otherwise if you have a coworker or a friend or a relative somebody that's out there that can kind of also be trying new recipes and that you can chat with and say, hey, how did that turn out or how did that turn out? Um, otherwise, you know, that's kind of what I offer too is the group courses and that's a great opportunity to, for my clients to have a sense of community. But find a community, you know, there's all the, a lot of Facebook groups too out there now that are plant-based, so get in some of those and it's kind of like your own little cheering section. And then the fourth strategy, I would say, is you're going to have to have um, the right gadgets in your kitchen, the right tools, and also you're going to have to have kind of a stacked, um, stocked pantry. So the tools in the pantry. So over time, you are getting the right tools and the right things in your pantry. So those are my four simple strategies and take one day at a time and learn one new little skill or one new tip at a time. So those are great kind of a lot of simple tips. I think it can be overwhelming. And if, you know, question often is, should I go 100% right off the bat? Or should I go and do it gradually? And for many people, and often for most, I would say, um, starting gradually is often something that most people feel that's manageable. Uh, one of the nice things about breakfast is you're doing it solo typically. So if your family is not 100% supportive or they're going to have some backhanded comments about the food, you're typically often eating that by yourself or preparing it by yourself. You don't feel like it's a community where you're eating the oatmeal with the fruit, for example, and everybody else is eating something different. So those are some great uh, tips. Now, can you um, talk about beyond just fibromyalgia? You know, there's so much other research on eating, the effects of eating a healthy whole food plant-based diet has on other health issues. And many people who have fibromyalgia also have many other health issues that go along with it. We just don't live in a bubble. So can you share 
what some of the evidence there is for other health conditions and the benefits of a whole food plant-based diet. Well, I can just... Stay with us. We'll be right back. I want to briefly interrupt the podcast to inform you about the Fibromyalgia Starter Pack, which is now available. If you are new to this podcast, it categorizes the episodes in a way that it's more beneficial for those new to fibromyalgia. You can access the link in the show notes to learn more. Speak for the clients that I've worked with, but I would say uh, many of them report that they have more energy. Uh, less bloating is a very common one that I hear. So. Um, and then some people even report better sleep. I love hearing that one as well. Um, but you know, the typical ones, like they've definitely lowered their blood pressure, lowered cholesterol, uh, lost weight. Those are also really awesome ones that I love to see. And it's, um, those are concrete, you know, examples. Um, but the ones you don't see are boosting their immunity and lowering their risk of chronic disease and even cancer. Um, and the inflammation for sure too. So otherwise, what I've other ones that are not as um, I would say measurable, but I I love my clients when they just report back. I feel so much better that you know that's what they say to me. Or one gal said, I can't believe this is my body. She had such a significant change. Um, they. The other thing is, is they just learn a lot about plants and how they taste good. Um, one client said, food is new, and I love that one as well. So it goes beyond the, the things with our body, but it really starts, you know, all the positive sides with your mind and eating well and taking care of yourself. Um, clients, you know, try new combinations of food, new recipes, and they really have fun in the kitchen and that's what my goal is for them as well. So um, all the different colors and the different flavors. So all, all of those to me are benefits of eating plant-based. You know, you just mentioned things that if you have fibromyalgia and you're listening to, those are huge struggles. And if you can get improvement in how you're feeling by changing what you eat, I, I think so many people, you know, it's just the air they breathe and they don't even realize the food choices they have and how powerful of an impact it can have and often when you're on the default western diet it's they feel sick and and they didn't realize they often may say i can't tell that anything that i eat makes me sick well it's because all three meals during the day that they're eating are not that healthy so they feel like they're sick all the time because everything they're eating is very low and whole food plant-based so um just some great things and and there's also other benefits like uh, to the inflammatory conditions like you talked about autoimmune diseases and many people with fibromyalgia have coexisting autoimmune diseases like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and improving the symptoms and of that with the whole food plant-based diet is only gonna work to uh, help you overall feel better um, do you have any other things that you'd like to share um, as well? I know that you have a program that you have uh, going on and uh, with how to help people make that transition. I think 
Well, podcast talking about the role of exercise coming up in the future, but for many people going to a gym, they may recognize exercise is really good, but it can be intimidating going to a gym if they are not used to working out on a regular basis. In a similar way, it may be many people listening thinking the concept of eating healthy, it makes sense, but getting help working with a trainer if you're trying to work with exercising help make that transition to, to do it properly is really important but you have a program a coaching uh, program that helps people make that transition can you share uh, what you have that would be helpful if, especially if people are feeling overwhelmed in making this transition yeah so uh when I w- was really getting into this, my goal at first was to really help people more one-on-one, but then I realized uh, the benefits of, of individuals working as part of a group. And so pretty quickly, I transitioned into that more philosophy, and I love uh, being part of the... I do group coaching calls weekly, and you know, I'm, I'm just there, but I'm just one person. So it's the whole group that can really motivate and encourage each other. Um, just some of the benefits, you know, the, the, the knowledge is passed on. And I do uh, videos, weekly videos, as well as lots of recipes. That, that, that's where they can get their knowledge. But then it's the coaching calls that are the fun stuff and really kind of more practical and putting all that to work. Um, the accountability of a group coaching course is awesome from um, myself, but also then the other people in it. Like I said, um, it's my way of sharing a lot of recipes. Uh, It's a place for the participants to ask questions and with no judgment, I will say, because it's awesome. Everybody understands that kind of people are at different places. They've learned different things. They've had different experiences. So if somebody asks a question, uh, what is tahini? It's okay, you know, um, that's exactly why we're here. And uh, it's a place then for a cheering section. You know, weekly, these uh, people get together and can cheer each other on. Uh, oftentimes, tra- transitioning to a plant-based diet feels very lonely. And when you come to these group coaching calls, you realize you are not alone. Uh, I, my f- coaching calls are really fun. And we, we have a lot of fun, and um, like I said before, we cheer each other on. Um, it's a great place for talking. Um, the participants can t- share with each other then what's working, um, maybe what, what things that they've tried that week. And another thing is, is, you know, my goal in this is always to make changes and do things that are sustainable. So this is not a short-term, quick fix, I'm going to you know, lose weight or do whatever in the next month. No, no, no. I, I want to help people, and they know it, that they are making changes, and if it's slow, it's okay. Um, but these are sustainable, long-term changes, and um, it's just that, that mentality and then knowing you're going to be successful. Uh, with, with my group courses too, I'm able to, you know, sometimes customize them and I maybe have some courses more focused on mindset and mindful eating and really kind of focusing on that. And then other times I do courses with a little bit more exercise emphasis. Um, but then always I do really try to make it as personalized as possible by 
Each week I ask people, what is your goal for this week? And then when we check back in the following week, did you um, meet your goal? So those are very personalized goals for each individual. So um, it's really, like I said, it's really a lot of fun and it it keeps people motivated and accountable, um, but also learning a lot and trying new things. Oh, your website, your business called Bring Joy to the Kitchen from Bring Joy to Kitchen. Bring Joy to Your Kitchen. Bring Joy to Your Kitchen.com is your name's Joy, but it's also to actually make this whole process actually joyful, enjoyable. And for many people, cooking has had a bad taste in their mouth, similar to working out. It just doesn't sound like fun. And I think the people I know who you in stories you've shared is that they actually find it a fun and an adventure. And it's not going on, you know, eating plant-based is different than going on most typical diets where you are starving yourself and it's almost like torturing yourself. Eating a healthy plant-based diet is, is different from, from that, um, from before. And it actually, people don't have to have a negative view about eating. Would you agree with that? No, I, um, yeah, definitely people that I teach and, you know, we have an, an amazing love for food and love to make it beautiful and tasty. And we love, um, you know, variety as much as possible, as, as much as people are willing and able to kind of go for variety. But if you want to keep it simple, you can keep it simple too. So um, plants are so colorful and uh, relatively easy to prepare. And with the tools and everything out there, it, it really can be more simplified. But it's beautiful, it's tasty, it's colorful. Um, the sky is the limit when it comes to plant-based eating. And it's definitely not boring. Um, there's always new recipes to try. And for those who do the course, I know you have the uh, plant-based cookbook and guide to help them get started with lots of healthy recipes that are all very doable and all very tasty. I think for some uh, people looking online sometimes or using some apps that they may find that, holy cow, and I know you've mentioned this with one of the popular plant-based uh, apps out there, that it is a two-hour recipe for somebody who's well-trained as a dietitian, and it has to go perfectly, and in the end, if the average person is doing it, may be a big flop and not taste, and then may leave you disappointed. You spent all of this time, so I know that you're trying to be reasonable, you know, more than just um, so simple that it doesn't taste good, but having, if it is simple, um, making sure it does taste good, and also looking at the sustainability of this. For many people who are struggling with fibromyalgia, and when you look at studies on lifestyle changes, the studies show that there's a high dropout rate. And studies have shown that it probably takes about three months for intentional behavior changes to become normal. And I think that's the education of trying to teach this. As we've talked about in trying to conquer your fibromyalgia is it's so different than most other acute kind of problems. Like you use the example of appendicitis. You expect 100% cure after the surgery. And, you know, there may be some plant-based stories that within one week, 
all of your fibromyalgia or, you know, you have a marked improvement in just a couple days, which sometimes occurs, but this is often a longer process, especially if you're gradually making changes. So I think working in with a coaching program like yourself works towards that long-term sustainability. And on top of that coaching group, you also have a Facebook group that people can, can continue to stay connected and get that encouragement and support and also do individual coaching as well for those who want to have one-on-one. I know part of the program you do do those weekly check-ins to see where are their goals at, what are their things, and often being able to reach you and connect with you. I think that's so important. I think part of the reason why I wrote the book is I have a limited amount of time. I just had a new patient today where I spent over 70 minutes with, and that's just scratching the surface, and we didn't even barely get a chance to talk about the role of food. Her mom is also a patient of mine struggling with fibromyalgia, and she has heard that and is starting to make some uh, transitions, but there's so much for people with fibromyalgia to take in, and having a coach work with you in looking at the food, I think, would be so helpful. If they want to get in contact with you and reach out uh, to you, can you share uh, how they can get a hold of you and what you may be having uh, available in the next month or two for those who are interested in getting into a coaching program? So go start by going to my website, uh, bringjoytoyourkitchen.com, and there I will keep that updated with the uh, upcoming group courses that I offer as well as other like webinars and things like that that I do. Another uh, option then if you are on Facebook is I do have a free Facebook group where I do some uh, videos for recipes. That Facebook group is called Plant Power Joy. So it is a free Facebook group, but it is um, a group, so you are like um, asked a couple questions before you join. And then I am on Instagram now, also at Plant Power Joy. Well, great. Thank you for uh, joining us today. And I know those who are listening have been edified you know part of the podcast is to help inform and teach and also be inspired and i know sharing your stories of people who've gone through your program and have felt better is just inspiring and also equipping part of this is to try to put people in the best position to be healthy and i think uh that's uh we're moving in that right direction well thank you again for joining the podcast for anybody listening please if you haven't already hit the subscribe or follow button, share this with others. If you have this, there's a good chance people in your family have this. You probably have friends who have this. So post this on any of your social media sites for those who are interested in learning more about conquering your fibromyalgia.